Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. To start off the week, we had Robert Mueller make a press conference that basically was kind of unnecessary and didn't exactly make anything less confusing than it already was. He, I would say, gave us more questions than answers. But the statement that really went over the line for some people, including Alan Dershowitz, who's a Harvard Law professor, was when he said, quote, if we had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said that. So it's almost implying that it's possible Trump did, but they're just not going to rule it. Like, what's that all about? It's like this is this is what I got. They they came they, uh, uh, Mr. Mueller went up went up and basically said, uh, "We can't we can't say that Trump colluded, but we can't say that Trump didn't collude either." Yeah, really. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Democrats. Here, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very wishy-washy and unclear as can be what do you think of it alex oh about about that mueller stuff i just feel like this whole thing's been a giant waste of time to be honest like you know it's been going on for months and they're like oh we're gonna get them and all it's done is like kind of try to go after his friends and family it, it seemed more like to be a political hit job than anything else yeah, yeah. it really doesn't prove anything then. Trump hasn't colluded with Russia, hasn't obstructed justice. There's no evidence of that, but there's still plenty of people in this country that actually believe he did. Like, I'll bring you a perfect example of a repo- quote-unquote Republican that believes he did that's really annoying me. Mr. Justin, I'm a libertarian, Amash, uh, said a few weeks ago in a series of tweets out of the blue said that Trump was impeachable based on the Mueller report, which is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. And he was actually in a town hall just a few days ago getting ripped by Trump supporters for this because he's all about, oh, I'm, I'm just following the Constitution here. And one girl's like, okay, well, what are you doing about the FISA abuses, huh? You know, or the president was being spied on during his campaign and you're not doing anything about that. This Justin Amash guy, I think, is just trying to get attention through this because he's a nobody, libertarian loser. That doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't have a name for himself at all. He's actually in his uh, district. He's losing, uh, or well, he's losing support. Like each election's getting closer and closer and closer. This guy's a total waste of time loser. I, I don't, I don't think the White House really cares about him, and can't wait till he gets primaried, which he will. So you, you said, so, you said, so you said he's a libertarian? Yeah, he calls himself a libertarian, yeah. Oh, Jesus. But he's a registered Republican, and he was voted as a Republican. Oh. Like, see, the thing of libertarianism I kind of disagree with, it's like such a vacuous ideology can range from people who are just like, you know, basically Democrats who don't like taxes to people who are like basically Stefan Molyneux. Yeah. You know, there's a very big range with them. He could be like he's pro-life and a few bunch of others who are right-leaning positions, but he could be a Democrat or he could just be somebody that's looking to make a name for Libertarianism himself. Libertarianism is just as stupid as socialism. It's, it's second. It, 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 it's like just as f- Fantasia 
like, oh, you, you're telling me we're gonna we're we're gonna live off of chalk pencils and paper? Like, come on now, this is the U.S. government. Like, yeah, like, you that you have to spend some money at the at the same time. You with socialism, you can't spend everything. Like it, there there has to be a fiscal policy, but it's a balance and. It's like you have two extremes, knock it off, get some done. Yeah, I know. It's very unproductive. And he, I think he's even been on record saying like impeaching Trump would be unproductive. Don't fact check me on that. I don't know if that's true, but this guy is a basket case. My God. I just, what is with these Republicans that can't, you know, like it's on such a basic thing, back the president. I mean, this is our guy. He's the leader of the party and on something that he's clearly even Mueller himself said that President Trump didn't collude and he kind of left obstruction up in the air. But anybody with a brain knows he didn't you know, obstruct justice. The media is like like hypnotizing now, like to be honest, it's it's hypnotizing and it's all around like like the media is grossly, 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 grossly liberal. Oh, like yeah. you look at the MSNBC, CNN, you got Vox doing whatever they're doing. Uh, you, you really don't. I mean, you don't have like Fox News is probably the only the only major mainstream conservative outlet, and mm. then you have like a bunch of smaller. But that's pretty much it. Like you know, the everything, literally everything, late night television all liberal right everything mm. is liberal um you look at the movie you go see a movie all there is is liberal political undertones on pretty much everything it, it's 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 all around you and it really is hypnotizing when somebody tells you over and over again one thing anything and this is goes with psychology too <laughs> eventually you're going to be conditioned to kind of think it like it's just it's kind of, mm -hmm. yeah, it's conditioning. That's basically all, oh, yeah, that's all it is. Anything to add, Alex? And, and the thing is, too, it's it's not even just like the movies or the music. It, it's like getting down to companies now. Like I saw a uh, report the other day that's, you know, companies like, so like every company now is going to take a political stance yeah. on all sorts of stuff. Like I think Salesforce, which you know I've I've seen before in the business world, mm -hmm. there's they're like refusing to do business with uh, you know places that sell certain guns, like stuff like that. It's becoming a you know almost monopolistic practices, you know, with with all the this collusion between big tech companies, and they're all based in the same part of the world. Mm -hmm. you know, it's all based in California, Silicon Valley, or you know the West Coast in general. They're all colluding against. Yeah. It's not even just gun owners. Now it's also against like pro-life people. Like there's companies that are like, what was it, Netflix and a few others that are refusing to do business in certain states because they don't like their pro-life politics. Yeah, a lot of them are doing you know, stuff I mean, in a Georgia. A company that refused to do business in California because they were like open, uh, you know, like sanctuary cities. They just stopped doing business there because this is just becoming like, you know, why is everything to be so politicized? It's well, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of money that's going into these uh, the into these companies too, like a lot of foreign money that goes into these companies too. But I'll throw I'll throw something else too. Like we're talking about like music, movies, all that stuff. Sure. You remember you you remember how ESPN started getting political? Like yes, with sports, yes, right? Yeah. With Jamel Hill, and you know, so, um, so here's a little nugget that I, I mm. think most people most people didn't really know. Dish out this nugget. So, um, so you know that uh, a so you know that um, was it Disney bought a lot of Fox's assets, right? Like you knew that Disney bought a lot of Foxes, everything except for Fox News and like F Fox Sports. Yes, right? yeah. So, um, so part of that, part of that was, um, like they allowed, like they allowed it to happen. Like the government, the the Federal Trade Commission or whoever, FCC. the DOD, they allowed yeah, it yeah. to happen. They allowed the merger to happen. Yeah, yeah. But, um, they had to sell they had to sell off the Fox Sports to Sinclair Broadcast Group. Oh. So, right? So now, so now what you have is a now you have a liberal like like ESPN got like liberal or whatever, but now Fox Sports like FS1, FS like a lot of these guys have started taking a conservative a more conservative route too, because like, you know, um, who's, who's the one, uh, Jason Whitlark or something like that. I, I think he, he's, he's one of the guy, one of the ones that shows up for, with, uh, um, Ben Shapiro. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So in any, any case, well, I got to talk about Ben Shapiro later. Thanks right. for reminding me. So now, so now what happens is even, even the con, even the sports media is like starting to get real political, like one side versus the other. It's like, but I mean, it's just so much. It's so much like people and, 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 and people don't get it like, like, or these companies don't get either. These companies don't get it or they don't care. Well, probably the latter. Generally they don't care. Probably yeah. they don't. Like, yeah. Like, like when people, want to be entertained like you when you come home from a long day work or you spend your time studying and you've blown out your brain doing whatever it is you're doing throughout the day you want to escape all of what's yeah, exactly. going on in the world i want to watch a movie because i want to escape a little bit mm -hmm. i want to i want i want a little bit of fantasy going on okay <laughs> how if dare I, you right it's like if i want to go see a sports game i or if I want to watch ESPN or I want to do it like I want to I want to escape the political scene. OK, don't be bringing that crap in my in my home, like where where I'm supposed to, you know, where I'm supposed to run away from all of that stuff. It's 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 just not it's not fair. I mean, it yeah, is it? Yeah, I know. That's a, like the problem they're running into, and the left is trying to politicize entertainment more. Uh, that you've seen with the NFL, you see with Hollywood all the time. But they're going so far that people are just getting annoyed and they're turned off by it. Yeah, you know, and that that's that's what's gonna happen when you do that because people are going there to be entertained. They're not going there to be lecture on politics. Yeah. But the left has understood longer than the right is that you influence people for, through culture, but they're going too far now that they're like making it too blatant that it's failing.
But well, you know what? Uh, here's another kind of interesting thing. Who who's letting like Disney and uh, you know pretty much Disney right now buy up all these other companies? Like, why is the FCC turning a blind eye to this? I think because it takes a long time for them to do these sort of things. Because they did one on the Time Warner uh, and uh, Comcast deal, and they let that go through. The DOJ let that go through, or whoever deals with that. I think with the Disney and 21st Century Fox, I'm going to check. I forget if they ruled on that, but I don't think they have. I know Disney's been buying up all sorts of different properties, and you know, I'm not a big fan of what I see going on yeah. with that. Oh, yeah, they've like, done a lot. Especially with Disney's bias and how big they already are. Like They really yeah. don't need to be taking on all this other stuff. Yeah, like, they're a monopoly a, now. There's a, there's a lot of... And there's a lot of like high corporate control that goes over in social media too. Like they have, they have their gross imprint too on like, even on YouTube, right? You see, uh, you see like Steven Crowder getting railroaded by Vox, by Vox. Or yeah. They're they, trying to shut yeah. him down. Yeah. They are actually running. A, if you guys check out on Twitter, the yeah. Carlos something, I forget his last name. He's the guy in the Vox videos that Crowder mocks a lot because Crowder does these rebuttals of Vox videos and his videos. And he's trying to shut down Crowder for harassment, a bunch of other stuff because he because of supposed homophobic like slurs or something, whereas Crowder's just saying they're jokes. And YouTube replied to the guy's tweet saying, we're going to look into it, we'll DM you. That's basically what they yep. said. Uh, so, yeah, we're in a... Mm, you know, and he was literally just talking about because he was rebutting a video I saw yesterday where Vox was talking how conservatives control all the media, how Fox News is there even if you're not watching it. It was a very silly video with not many good arguments. It was a lot of bad arguments, and Crowder was basically saying, you know, how these big media people are, you know, uh, controlling the marketplace, and. You know, Vox literally proves his point by trying to shut down a small, smaller conservative outlet that's not the establishment big media. Yeah. Well, it's it, the problem is it's like you can't once you get big enough from a media perspective, you start losing off. But not only do you start losing authenticity, but you start losing like the actual entertainment value too. Like you see, like most of these big most of these big outlets start becoming bland and you start seeing a lot of the same stuff over and over again, even like music, you know, some of the best music around is not on a big label. Like you'll, you could, yeah, you know, how yeah. many, you know, how many small, a lot of the, some of the best music that I've ever heard, like some of the best records that I've ever bought were not big label records. Mm -hmm. Like they're not, it could like, it, and, and it's like you, you see, you see it's like like the top 40 is just nothing but just brainwashing corporate trash it's like you have the same stuff over and over and over again like it's like it's like you ever you ever watch the radio or you ever yeah watch the radio you ever <laughs> you, you ever listen, listen to, to the radio or like whatever and you go and you they're like oh for the first time here's new yeah blah new blah, band, blah blah yeah. blah and you listen to the song and it's like oh this song sucks and then you're like and, and then so they play it over and over again and it's like oh by the time oh this is tolerable it's not like, too oh, bad yeah it's not too bad no they brainwashed you into thinking oh it's yeah not, to say yeah, it's no, trash yeah but that's a, like these top 40 
these top for a lot of these top 40 stations are owned by these big label companies too yep, so yep, it's yep. like it's a whole market that's like you know they're in on it like, oh i know like i'm gonna play at the end of this hour an, an indie band that does some good stuff but nobody really knows about it. i mean they're they do tour and whatnot and they have a good following but they basically built that on their own they yeah. haven't used big labels they're fully independent and they just sort of play their songs everywhere i mean it's it's hard to break through nowadays as an independent label like we're basically Actually, told who um, to like i don't know i don't know about that one though i think i think i think we're starting to see we're starting to see uh independent like artists because it doesn't take much and like like now it really doesn't take much to to you know, we, we, we have a friend who has an indie independent band, you know? We do. Yeah. Avery LeVan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We just busted him out on a Plugging radio. Him. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like, and it doesn't take much because like, you know, because all of this stuff is now affordable. Like a lot of the, a lot of this media stuff, like the recording software and the interfaces, they're all, they're affordable now. So you don't oh, yeah. really need, you don't really need to go we don't. spend hundreds of dollars an hour to go to a freaking studio you can do it from your own home yeah you can take that hundred hundred and some bucks to toward building your own like and like you're the like like look uh, all i did when when we were doing our own like uncensored oh yeah that was your stuff that was all our stuff that all i did like it all in all i probably paid about 1100 bucks for all of it but like well, of course, I already had one of the mics I had already bought like years ago. Yeah, yeah. Some separate project. But like for 1100 bucks, we could have, and that sounded really Our good. Our podcast, yeah. Our sounded podcast really sounded really good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, quality wise. But like. And content wise. And con Well, yeah. It always <laughs> Naturally. Always sounds good content wise. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, like you don't need that. So now you, so now these big labels need something to suppress these independent labels with bless you sorry thank you i was, I was sorry ready. i was ready to go. he was ready, ready. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um no but um but they need something to suppress with and i and i feel like that's what they're doing with youtube right you have this, this big corporate suppression yes um like they're tr they tried to, they, and they always do it. Like once they once they get to that point, that point of big corporate status, it's like they're trying to suppress everything below. That's trying to kind of fight their way through, and yeah, that's what that's what you see with YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's because they have them in their pocket. Like they they have they have the, these big corporate. Guys, they have them in the front. You look at Steven Crowder, like all the, these, these are the big, the big companies are going after them. Oh yeah. Uh, they made, they made a, they made a video. They made a minute video like mocking kiss. Yeah. And then Warner, they got Warner brothers. Yeah. Warner brothers tried to, to throw them, throw that one out. Like it's. And now they're fighting that copyright strike again. Yeah. Yeah. It's. This is what they do. This is this is what they do, and I I don't know. I I don't know if I don't know if he's gonna be. I don't know if they're gonna be able to to like win it in the long run. I I, I don't see how 
that happens, but I don't see there being right now there being much of a choice right now. At least because at least at least Stephen Crowder could, but it but it's good. I'll say this is good that Stephen Crowder is actually doing it because, like, he doesn't have to. He he doesn't need. He I don't think he really needs YouTube to really be successful. Like he could he could stick to the Blaze uh, TV. He could stick to the Blaze TV stuff and really kind of dig. And he could fi- he could probably find other avenues and still be successful. But these guys are legitimately like they're. Well, here's the thing. This is what I'm gonna talk about. This I'll talk about this real quick too. All these people that have been banned, like from social, from the internet. I'm yeah. not gonna say social media, but from the internet. Yeah. People like Milo Yiannopoulos, yeah. Laura Loomer, Alex Jones, Tommy Robinson, Gavin McGinnis. If you all download the Telegram app, uh, there are channels that they have created where you can stay up to date with them. They send you s- stuff right in there. It's basically like a Twitter, but I guess say a little simpler and it's directly in one app to your phone and they've been using X as an encrypted app and Telegram has committed themselves to free speech so far. Yeah. It's looking pretty good, mm-hmm. but my, I was catching up on Milo's channel, which is by the way, extremely entertaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to laugh, look at Milo's channel. You will laugh your butt off. Uh, and I've been catching up on it last night and he was talking about how, the problem is that when they ban you from the internet, not just, you know, Twitter. Twitter's nothing now. They just getting banned from Twitter is one thing. But if you get banned from everything, your life is miserable now. You are nothing. You are unknown. You're an unperson. And that's what he was trying to tell people is that the problem is like if you put an article out there, if you put a book out there, you can be remembered. That stuff stays out there, can be, you know, spread everywhere, can be published on other things. But when they take down all these social media platforms, John, all these uh place to donate you on you are nothing nobody remembers you now you are forgotten you are gone you are lost and he says that is the problem if this stuff didn't work they wouldn't be doing it and that's why they keep doing it because they know they can squash influential voices by silencing like this so if crowder gets banned from twitter kind of a big deal but not really and and now you know used to be that used to be a massive deal when milo was banned from twitter was a huge deal now it's like oh it's just like oh another person banned but when they take Crowder off of GoFundMe, when they take him off of Patreon, when they take him off of PayPal, when they take him off of any internet thing ever, that's when he becomes forgotten. Of course, when you silence somebody, people are naturally and psychologically inclined to check them out because they're curious because they're like, okay, well, why is this person being censored? I mean, there's got to be something here. There's that whole Streisand effect. But at the same time, this can have big implications. They do have to uh, do like. Oh, is that Alex? Here's what? the thing with all that. Like, I think someone like uh, you know Elon Musk needs to just kind of make a service because he's got that type of money. Yeah. I'm glad Telegram exists, but it's only a matter of time before you know Vox or Vice makes an article and it's like, look at all these like evil right wingers on this website. Well, they've already you made know? an article saying Telegram is a new platform for the alt right. They, well, they've done, you know, we've had other platforms like Telegram, you know, there's Gab before, but then, you know, all it takes is one big article and a big push by the media, the leftist media conglomerate to go and take them down. Yeah. Like, everything's only one step away from being taken down by the hate mob and the, uh, you know, leftist industrial complex. Oh, yeah, because Telegram's a chat service that's been used by a lot of people for a long time, but... Uh, you know, there's a, articles already starting. Uh, I found one from the Daily, yeah, from Quartz. Twitter, Facebook, and Insta bans send alt right to Gab and Telegram. See, they're already setting this up. 
to be a platform for the quote-unquote alt-right, even though none of these people are alt-right at all. I don't even think Richard Spencer's on Telegram. I don't think he has a channel on here. I saw Laura, uh, Lauren Southern create one, uh, but the guy um, that used to be on Twitter, Nick Monroe, who used to have these awesome threads with great journalism, great work, he was in Gamergate, finding out a lot of stuff. Like, he'd make these amazing threads on people. All his work is now gone. He was Why? Because he was just banned from Twitter. And now he's on Telegram, and Milo's kind of been giving him some construct constructive criticism on how you can't put all your eggs in one basket, especially one like Twitter that isn't permanent. All your work is now gone because that's what happened to him. He had all this great work. It's now gone. All gone. Twitter banned him. It'll happen, it'll happen eventually. Like, you know, you're not safe no matter where you're at. Right. It's a matter of time, and they just keep talking to each other. Like, there's really not much we can do at, at the current time. Like, the only thing that could really stop that would be someone with the money of Elon, Elon Musk or, like, maybe Donald Trump making an America, like, America first, uh, you know, like, chat platform or, like, YouTube platform. That'd be the only thing that could withstand that. You know, you need a big name like that to be able to resist these uh, attempts to shut them down. Well, I think we need some regulation on the internet where you can't discriminate based on political views. Because so many of these people didn't violate their terms of services. They were just simply banned for political views. Nick Monroe did screw up and was banned because he violated terms of services. But Milo didn't. Tommy didn't. Uh, Laura Loomer, I don't think, did at all. Alex Jones didn't. Yeah, I, I think, I think a, poli a, a political discrimination... Uh, act should be made i i feel like i feel like something like that should be made like where it's political like civil rights yeah like political discrimination like you're not going to be able to, to to go after somebody where it's illegal to go after somebody based off of political views because it's like it, it's like like you can't just do that like it's because it's not it i feel like it's it's not enough it's not enough to just you know, go, oh, you're just getting in the way of my free First Amendment rights. That's not that's not cutting the mustard, you know, like because mm. there's so because there's ways around it, like especially with social media, there's ways around like, oh, we, we didn't we didn't uh, block your First Amendment rights. Look, we're a private business. We could do whatever we want, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, like if you create something like a if you create something like a political discrimination act or something like that. I know that's that sounds a little excessive, but it's like, but something along those lines, like you, I feel like that would shut a lot of this down because then it's like, well, now you have, but but of course liberals wouldn't want that because then you'd because then you'd have to actually judge them based on the content of the material, whatever material they have, which is mm. not really much of anything right now. Like all it is, because look at CNN and all these mainstream media outlets. All it is is anti-Trump. There's no journalistic value no. to really anything that they do. All it is is anti-Trump. Let's get Trump, Trump this, Trump that, you know, like it's not news. It's not journalism. It's just fluff. It, it's fluff. Let's go into something that Phil alluded to unintentionally but there is this twitter account called left wing watch that is now being called hashtag ben shapiro leaks now i heard about this through milo's telegram uh channel 
And basically over the next few weeks, they're going to be giving us leaks about Ben Shapiro uh, from some whistleblowers. Ben Shapiro, if you don't know, is a conservative commentator from the Daily Wire. I mean, conservative is a broad umbrella I'm going to give him because he doesn't like Trump. He's a self-described never-Trumper. And he's very, he's more of a neocon type of conservative, in my opinion. So, the leaks that have come out, though, and take them with grain of salt, don't know if they're true, but I figured I'd just mention them. One of them says that Ben Shapiro threatened to fire any Daily Wire employee who defended Judge Janine because he wanted her slot at Fox. And then a second leak that came out uh, yesterday said that Ben Shapiro has engaged in an extramarital affair with a Twitter personality whom you all know, according to the women's ex-boyfriend. This is all... I was quoting that exactly. I don't know anything else beyond that. What do you guys think of this? Yeah. I can see him doing that stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm glad someone's finally digging up some dirt on Ben Shapiro from the right because, you know, he he really infuriates me. Like, he goes on and attacks Alex Jones and Milo all the time. He punches yeah. right probably more times than he punches left. Like, he thinks he's smarter than he actually is. Like, he, he just, I mean, he's a good debater, but other than that, you know, he's very, like, you know, egotistic. Not like those people. Yeah, because Milo showed a quote from one of his articles. I, I'd known about this before, but Ben Shapiro calls Milo alt-right and racist in an article, which is a blatant lie. He says that Milo advocates for a white ethnostate. What? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so husband can go and like get discriminated against. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, that's exactly so, what Milo wants. Most of the Nazis come back. He's the first one that's going to be put in the chamber. Yeah, I know, right? That's why I thought it was so silly Ben Shapiro saying that. It was an obvious little jab at Milo. I think he just doesn't like Milo. The one thing I got... Okay, so so the one thing that I started losing steam with... Uh, like, like I liked I liked Ben Shapiro at first because he's a really good debater, really, like... The, the one thing that, like, pissed me off about him was... And, like, so many other people, too... It's like you 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 put yourself in prominence with you know this debating and going after and you know going after the crowds and stuff like that. Anybody who opposed you, you 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 know you debated them and you you, you know, and then all of a sudden you just got safe. Like you, you it, it feels like it. It to me, it feels like you went you once you once you started getting popular enough, you went the safe route, and it's like, it's it's almost like a sellout kind of feeling. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah. So now you have you have your da- your your Ben Shapiro show, your Daily Wire show. You have the Westwood, like you're syndicated on Westwood One. You you know. You have these New York Times bestseller books, and now it's like, well, now I'm gonna play it safe. It's like I, I'm, that's, you know, if, I, I, I can't help but lose respect for that because it's not what it's not what got you there. Like you, you, you got there going after the very like I don't know. It, yeah, and I would contrast that with Milo since he's in the discussion because Milo is somebody that. I would argue has gotten more dangerous, more controversial, and more provocative as time goes on. Uh, I'm going to post this in our Discord channel on Versus Discord channel. Uh, 
right now in the general section. This is something Miles said about Ben Shapiro. I, I can't say it's on air. Uh, but he says a lot of funny stuff in there. But somebody commented on his post and he replied to it. But, uh, you know, he's somebody that I could say definitely is very ballsy. He's not afraid to attack anybody on any side. I give him a lot of credit, Bowie, for that because I don't like punching to the right. But when it needs to be done to people like Ben Shapiro, you can't be afraid to do it. Well, let me, I don't want to say it's really punching to the right. It's just defending the rest of the right from his nonsense. Because yeah. he already punches to the right. You know, he's a, he's a traitor in some respect. He doesn't care about like actual conservatives on the field who aren't as like established as he exactly. is at the current time. Well, when Milo gets like, banned or when Alex Jones gets banned or Gavin gets banned, does Ben Shapiro say something? Does Ben Shapiro host him on a show? No. He doesn't host. I, I, I do remember him saying something about, like, Alex Jones. Like, he was like, yeah, I don't like him, but I don't I don't like this. I did see – I forget what interview it was. I, I saw something the other day about that. But still, it's just lip service. You know, on the uh, – you know, he might say something like that, but he doesn't actually mean it or really even care. You know, he's just happy that he has his show and his income stream coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny to see how the mighty have fallen. And they kind of contrast him to someone like Stefan Amalano. You mm-hmm. know, I was looking at him and he's, he's he's had some pretty good success. He's got like, I think, four books published and he's got his own service. But you don't see him doing stuff like that. Like he didn't ask me anything the other day. And, you know, he did a pretty good job with that. Now he has his problems, but I've never really seen him punch to the right. Yeah, you know, he had to go on tour with uh, what was it? Uh, Lauren Southern. The, yeah, yeah, the, the Canadian chick with the uh, South Africa and the Borderless documentary, mm-hmm. and then they got kicked out of Australia, Australia, New Zealand. So did Milo, and uh, when he was trying to do a tour of fan culture in Australia, it got canceled. And with Tommy Robinson, they both that's the three way. T- and Gav, sorry, Gavin was there too. There's a lot of people on that tour, and it all got canceled. Yeah. Milo got banned from the country. <laughs> You know, the thing is, too, like, when Stefan does something, you know, he, you know he, he'll he get kicked out of stuff like that, but, like, he'll get people on, like, Alex Jones. He's had Alex Jones on his podcast before. He yeah. doesn't shy away from people like that. Yeah. You know, everyone hates. Well, even didn't... if he doesn't agree with everything that he said, and he's even brought this up before, like, you know, he said some, he said a lot of things true, especially about, like, 9-11, you know, he's, he's had his mistakes with Sandy Hook, but, you know, you shouldn't go and, like, on person someone over a mistake right and the other thing is i noticed this is becoming a trend now to shut people down or to discredit them is they've the the less specifically is going hard with guilt by association so if you have a show it doesn't matter what it is it could be the reuben report something as basic as that um if you have let's say milo on your show or stefan or alex jones they will write articles and go on Twitter um, outrage rants about, oh my God, so-and-so is having an alt-right Nazi on their show. And they do this guilt by association where you can't even have people you disagree with on your show. You have to have people that align with your viewpoint on your show. Doesn't that create an echo chamber? And a perfect example is with the Rubin Report. He was trying to have uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg on his show. And Dave Rubin's kind of left-wing, kind of centristy, and Buzhek is a Democrat candidate. They could have pl- probably plenty of room for agreement, but the Twitter outreach mom talked him out of doing his show, and now he couldn't go on. So you're going to see this now with Joe Rogan, because Joe Rogan doesn't have any pretty edgy guests on anymore. I mean, on occasion he will. He had Alex Jones on the other yeah, day. He, he did. Yeah, Anthony. 
I'll give him credit for that, but has he had Milo back on again? Has he had Gavin back on he again? He has had Anthony Cumia back on a couple of weeks ago. He has had Anthony ago. Cumia back on, yeah. Anthony Cumia is probably my favorite personality out of all of them. Oh, okay? yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, I would venture to say he's the OG when it comes to like conservatives being blocked out. He's yeah. the first. I would say he's the first because he got knocked off of his show on his popular show on Sirius XM. He got booted from Sirius XM. How does that happen? Like you, <laughs> Stern you, isn't yeah, booted. Yeah, like you, like he's. Well, I think Joe Rogan might be getting close to getting kicked off of YouTube or something because if he keeps, because he, like I said. He's toned down how many controversial guests he's had on. Like I said, hasn't had Milo, Gavin, some of these on, but he had Alex Jones on recently. Uh-huh. He had Elon Musk in some trouble. He had Kumia. The Twitter CEO on twice. Yeah, but yeah. the second time he got BTFO'd by uh, Tim Pool real badly because uh, Tim Pool just grilled him on everything and he didn't know how to respond. Uh, we're getting a phone call here. I'm going to pick it up, but continue. Yeah. Our stuff hasn't been transmitted again. Uh, well. yeah, but uh, yeah, you, did you see? Did you see the one yet where uh, he had the uh, Adam ruins everything guy on there again? What? Say that again. I'm sorry. On where he had the guy from Adam, Adam ruins everything on. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. Jeez, oh, that one was oh, a piece of work. I tell you what, like now. that uh, Adam, whatever his face, Adam like, Conover. Yeah, and he can be such a condescending, you know, guest on there. He's like, you know, just having to be contrarian about everything. Like he he upsets me, and like his show, I don't know if you're actually watching. I'm ruins everything. I, like, I did. It started getting real, like, grossly liberal, like after like the first season. I hate to interrupt this conversation, but we have a caller that's a longtime listener, first time caller that's now on. Uh, can you hear us, sir? Let's see. Let, let, let's see. Oh, oh, can you hear us, sir? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm. I hear you guys. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you now. Sorry, I didn't have you on. Uh, yeah, we'll... no, that's fine. I hate that board. It doesn't work well. Yeah, um, no problem. What, what did you want to say? Give us your two cents. No, the, the my my uneducated man on the street two cents about Rogan is that um I think that he is he's a sort of like pseudo credulous figure who's pretty dangerous because I think that he leads a lot of like teenage men to become the alt-right because even though he doesn't have on like the occasional liberal guest, like he does have like these Milo people and like Alex Jones and you know, those kids are going to Google them. So do you think like Milo Yiannopoulos is a gateway to the alt-right then? I would, I would say that Milo Yiannopoulos is explicitly alt-right. I would, I would call Joe Rogan an unwitting gateway. Um, but yeah, I would call Milo like explicitly on the far right. So let me ask you a question here. Um, yeah, what, sure. what, what do you what do you consider alt right? What's your definition of alt right? Well, the problem with the word alt right is that it's very amorphous and sort of evolving. But I guess my my definition of the alt right, which sort of lines up with how it was coined by the guy uh, Richard Spencer, another right. famous, um, but somebody who believes in. Um, whether they explicitly state it or not, somebody who believes in policies that will lead to the establishment of a white ethnostate in America and who um, are for the upward redistribution of wealth um, to the 1%. And 
That's vaguely what I consider to be the the alt-right. I would agree with that definition that they all advocate for the progression toward a white ethno state, but why would Milo be alt-right then when he has a black husband? Well, I think that Milo's thing, and again, we're running into the trouble here of like, all of these people are very, very slightly different. Um, And personally, I would think that Milo is doing a sort of like moral licensing thing. But I think that just generally speaking, Milo Yiannopoulos is a right-wing provocateur who, you know, is for these policies that would, on the whole, lead toward an American white ethnostate. Now, is he going to advocate for genocide? I don't think so. I don't think he's that extreme. Quite frankly, he just seems like a grifter to me. But I think that you can believe in racist policies while still not being explicitly racist in your everyday life. Okay. Uh, Do you have something to say, Phil? I I mean, uh, so then, so would, I don't know, uh, would... So, so what would you think, like somebody like, uh, you know, not like, like, like a, somebody not as a provocateur? Well, actually, Stephen Crowder. What would do you think? Stephen Crowder is just as bad of a provocateur, or uh, I think that Stephen Crowder is worse because he still has the platform. Like Milo, like there's nobody listening to him because he got the platform. Crowder still has a pretty, you know, vocal mouthpiece right now. So, would you, but in terms of like damage done, I I don't know. Uh, frankly, I don't listen to either of them enough because you know I can only take so much of it. Uh, here's here's my thing. At what point is anyone on the right considered a agent? You know, a gateway drug to the alt right. Like, basically, from what I'm understanding from your argument is like you know he's basically kind of right leaning in some of his ways. You, you know, he doesn't seem. Like to, to me, Milo, he just seems kind of almost antithetical to the alt right. If you actually like kind of listen to this guy, he's been you know everyone on you know, a lot of people on the alt right hate him because he is a homosexual who's engaged in, with a man you know in uh, Congress who is uh, you know also he's black and a homosexual. That that just doesn't seem like it's something that the alt right is he like a know, British Jew too? Something yeah, he like kind that. of is. Yeah, he's an immigrant. It's. Yeah, and, and I, I think I you're definitely right. You're definitely right so far. It's like it's hard to define this. So, yeah, but I was, you know, it's, it's to me it's hard to draw causation to if you believe in, let's say, limited immigration or, uh, you know, uh, deporting illegal immigrants, that doesn't lead to an alt-right white ethno state. You know, people of different uh, ideologies or different, I guess you could say, identities can believe in the same thing, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. For example, exactly, exactly. Yes, but that doesn't necessarily lead to these things because, you know, let's say we decrease some immigration. It's not America's not going to become a uh, white ethno state because there's millions and millions of uh, black, brown, Asian people all over the country, and you know you're not going to get rid of them. So the idea of a white ethno state is never going to happen in America. No, I agree with you, and I think that you know if I can if I can allow myself to get even more irritating here for a moment. Sure, sure. Um, I, I think that what we're looking at here is um, 
is, is some is an argument where you can ignore the economic realities. So America, if, if you look at it from a zoomed out lens, if aliens came to Earth and they just looked at America's composition, who has the money, who has the power, what it is effectively, broadly speaking, is a white supremacist country that allows for very limited upward mobility of people who aren't white. And so, you how, know, how, how do you, how do you, how do you come up with that assumption again? Because if you look, if you look at the people in power, if you look at the composition of, you know, the upper decile of wealth in this country, it's overwhelmingly white. It's overwhelmingly white. What do you define as white? Um, you're, you know, Caucasian. How, however, the the statisticians draw up those numbers. You know, identifying as white. Um, European descent. American descent, you know, all that. Do you say that people of Jewish descent would be considered white? Well, I mean, I, I don't... The, the problem with that is that's, an, that's another thing that leads to, to infighting on the alt-right, that Jewish people, you know, also have been discriminated against in this country pretty badly. Oh, I, no, I, I get that, but, like, you know, there's a lot of people you know, who are pretty wealthy, who are of that, you know, not, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, you want to go and look at the top, you know, percentage of people who make money. You know, there's a lot of people who are Indian, you know, mm -hmm. like on average, the average Indian immigrant, they're making, I think over a hundred thousand, but like they're, they're getting close to, I uh, mean, they're not the 1%, but they're up in that upper echelon of wealth. You have a lot of people who are of Jewish descent who have lots of money. It's not, it's not just white people. So I don't yeah, see how aliens would see this as being a solely white problem. It's it's not it's not just it's not just white people. You're right about that, but it's majority white people, and you have these you know passive ideologies in America. You know the pull your up by your own pull yourself up by your own bootstraps rhetoric that leads to the establishment of certain stuff like model minority ideas, which are also you know inherently racist and bad. So I think that when we're thinking about how do we define people who are on the right? If we think about conservatism as literally being a means of preserving, conserving the current power structures and the status quo, it's serving it's serving a group of people who, on the whole, tend to be white. And I, and again, it's not we're not talking about universals here, but I think mm -hmm. that just in general, America has had a really hard time grappling with how a lot of this generational wealth was accumulated and if you interrogate you know those individual families a lot of it was through exploitation well last question real quick then we isn't, have to go isn't to, that isn't that how uh, all isn't that how all wealth is gained though by exploitation well i mean yeah, i mean really I mean, I really so i agree with you i agree with you well, so, and I, I like to add real quick, because we got to go do a quick break at the top of the hour, but then we'll continue this conversation. Wouldn't you say, though, that the reason that the majority of rich people are white is because we are a majority white country? Therefore, you're going to find, you know, proportionally, most people that are wealthy are going to be white because most people in this country are white. Yes, most people in this country are white, but the way that this country was settled was explicitly white supremacist. America was founded by majority white people. And, you know, we don't see parity. So, like, if you're right to, to, you know, consider, like, wait a minute, if the population's X percent white, then we would expect X percent, you know, to, to be wealthy, like mm -hmm. a representative sample. So those upper echelons, you know, if it were just allowed to 
Uh, I'm not being very articulate, but the point That's is, okay. is that yeah, you're right, but um, there is not there is not class parity along the percentages of you know racial lines as you would expect if it truly were random and meritocratic. Well, we uh, just had a caller on, which was a pleasant surprise. The caller was from the Narcissist Hour on the line, 90.7 FM here. I've never met this person before, I think. But thank you, sir, for calling in. If I haven't already thanked you, we always appreciate cards. If we agree, disagree, just love having people on. That was an interesting conversation that uh, I didn't expect to have. Disagreed with him on many things. Uh, <laughs> there were some things we agreed upon, but we pretty much disagreed on everything <laughs> but that's okay um i don't want to bash it too hard since he's not here to defend himself but what did you guys think of the conversation anything else you want to add since i had to cut short there the argument was poor in logic okay the argument was just poor it's not it's not it's it's, it's first first the the, the definite the definition of alt-right i guess i kind of i agreed with i that kind part. of agreed um, with yeah 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 uh i'll see like he, now there's a complete falsity, I believe that made that he said it was like that they appre that they want to do the transfer of wealth to, to the one percent. Yeah, that's not true. That's no. false. If you actually no. listen to anything that Richard Spencer, like any other, you know, quote unquote alt right uh, ideologies based on they they want to do wealth redistribution, you know, just as much as anyone. Like maybe not quite as much as the communists do, but they do approve of that. Like look at you know basic uh, you know Nazism economic practice. Look at fat like fascist economic practices. They are not pro free market. Yeah, you know, they, that's right. They want to do distribution of strong state government. It, it's pretty much just like uh, you know a lot of aspects of it can be like uh, communism, but with a different one yeah. percent. Like communism, instead of the one percent being just people with wealth, they'll be the you know the Jews or you know like insert enemy here like the industrialists, you know. Communism is actually really terrible when it comes to wealth distribution. It's like it, on paper, like if you read the Communist Manifesto, it's, it it appears good, right? Or I guess, uh, but it doesn't. It's it's just it's not realistic because the people in power like to maintain power. They like to maintain their their fi financial bearings that's why a lot of these a lot of these communist countries you look at china you look at cuba you look at venezuela you look at all of these countries the family that's in charge it are some of the richest people in the world and of course the people are living with a grossly poor quality of life like basically why would you want to give the government power when it creates things like you know just to distribute wealth when they can distribute like you know driver's licenses effectively look at yeah. the dmv yeah that's government yeah. you know efficiency right there there I, look at I, the roads in pennsylvania i agree it's i i just, don't think i don't think that there's a single branch of of government that runs effectively or efficiently or any or any of those things I, I and the only thing the, the 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 government should really I always feel like in my opinion the government should only be big enough to keep a platform for its people right you you need to build a platform so that the people can prosper 
the rights the rights of the people are maintained and there's a platform that the people can prosper that's it anything else is really excessive I definitely agree with that statement. Like, you know, I don't think the government should be, you know, ensuring that everyone makes equal amounts of money. But I, I think that the government should make sure that everyone has an equal right to like free speech. You know, I agree with that yep. part of it. Yeah, that's why I think the government needs to do a better job with, but they Agreed. don't right now. Agreed. Yeah, stuff like that, just to ensure basic civil rights and to ensure that you know we're protected. That's really kind of what I see the government as. Everything else. I don't think it's necessary. Well, what do you guys think about America being a, quote, white supremacist country? Because we've heard this argument yes. many times. Yes. <laughs> we've heard this many times from, you know, people generally on the left that say America was found by white supremacists and it is a white supremacist country. Uh, my biggest debunk to that is America is the most diverse country in the world. There's no other place where there are so many different people of different backgrounds in one place. Name me a country more diverse than America. I challenge you to do that. The, if you want to, yeah. If you want to tell me, okay. So if you want to tell me that America was founded by a bunch of rich white dudes that didn't want to pay taxes, okay, got it, right? Okay, fair <laughs> enough, right? From Spain and England, whatever, got it. But don't like you're not gonna tell me like they're, that they're like, and like, like this is an inher inherently racist country. It's like ridiculous. Um, we were founded. We were founded. We were established, and we were industrialized by white people. Um, and so, of course, the majority of the money of the financial prosperity has been in the hands of white people. That's just how it is. It's not, it's not a, some racist thing like, Oh, we're, we hate people and we want to keep them out of the money. It's like, no, it's rich. People want to keep poor. <laughs> want to don't rich people want to keep what they got. Right. And everybody, everybody, if I, if you work, if you work for a living, you want to keep what you got. Oh, right? yeah. And like if if somebody else prospering means that you're going to prosper less, you're not going to be about that. You're naturally not going to be about that. Is that good or bad? Who cares? That's that's the way it is. It's like. Yeah. No. And and if and the I and you want to you, you want to talk about how how we're we're terrible when it comes to wealth distribution or whatever like look at all of these communist countries right they're worse like the and and they're selling they're selling wealth redistribution and they're selling oh the great for the people and all that stuff but you look at you look at china you look at at um venezuela you look at cuba you look at north korea you mm. look all these communist yep. countries even the soviet even the old soviet union right all of them okay so they, they preached a great game about how oh we're gonna you know we're we're, we're gonna ch we're gonna change the means of production to benefit the people no the government the government officials are some of the richest people on earth right in these communist countries mm -hmm. and the people live like dirt. Like they, they live, the dirt actually lives better than some of the people in these <laughs> countries. It's like, it's like, I, 
it, it, ba- it baffles me. Like the, the reason that America, one of the reasons that America is the greatest country to ever exist. And it is. Yes. Preach is, is because it gives you the opportunity for upward mobility greater than any other country on earth. There's no other, like you get, you're going to have to work hard. Sorry. Okay. You're going to have, if you don't have, if you don't have the money, right. If you don't have money, if you don't have the resources, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to work hard, but it's possible to, to move upward. And, and there are countries out there and there's communist countries where if, if you're not a part of the elite status, you're never going to be a part of the elite status. Like like uh, North Korea, right? If you're part of the lower lower end of the status, your children are never going to be in that upper status. Your grandchildren are never going to be on that upper status. Here, you have a chance. Is it going to happen? That's up to you, right? The book is unwritten, right? It's up to you to determine how far you want to go? Is it going to be hard? Yes. Is are you climbing uphill to get there? Yes. All right. Sorry, but at least you got a chance here. Whereas me in other countries, eh, not so much. Did I? Did no, I, I think that's funny. Like <laughs> nailed it. Huh? You're so good. No, I just said yep. nailed it. Yeah, you're good. Like, here's the thing, too. Like, when people go and talk about these, like, you know, quote-unquote, like, uh, socialist countries, it's all European countries they're talking about. You know, they, they complain about, like, you know, oh, this country is founded by, like, racist white people. And then they use as examples other countries founded by, you know, quote-unquote racist white people. Mm. Like, look at Norway, look at Sweden. Like, look, look how many people, like, look at the diversity of those countries compared to the United States. You can't even compare them. Right. And now they're trying to import a lot of you know, uh, immigrants in there and they're starting to have issues large as a result of that. Yeah. But like, you can't really make these comparisons. Like look at, look at South America, South America, look at, um, you know, Africa, look at pretty much every other major country out there. Like even parts of Asia, you know, the only ones in Asia that are really doing any good is like, you know, China and Japan and might get like, you know, Singapore and stuff. But Largely, the ones that are, you know, it's, it's really just like China and Japan. And then you get your Middle Eastern countries, but those ones have their own problems. Like, you know, it's none of them really seem even comparable to the United States in but terms of. Doesn't uh, China, like, aren't China putting Muslims in camps too? They kind of are. Concentration camps. Like, like I'm, I'm just like the, the it's like, okay, you, you, you think America sucks or whatever. What's your alternative? Like, you know, what's your alternative? You realize that Canada. you realize that world history is completely against your logic, right? You know, you know that, right? Just saying. It's like, well, we're we're gonna create our own society where everything is cool and everyone gets lollipops and la 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 la. <laughs> like, no, it's it's get out of the Look at Canada. It was founded by racist white people too. Yeah, but Canada is more progressive. Yes. But Canada has free healthcare. Yeah, and free college. I mean, grant you, you're gonna wait. You're gonna wait until you're dead just to get a surgery. But still, it's no, and and it's not like, and, and it's like, where else? Where else are you gonna find better? And it's like, and 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 we were talking. They, they were talking about like it, like immigration policies. 
don't the taxpayers have a right to determine who they bring into the country? Kind of. Aren't Especially they, when the people that are coming foot, in might not be paying aren't taxes. The, aren't the taxpayers footing the bill for this sort of thing? Don't, don't, don't they have a right to say who comes in and out of this country legally, illegally, whatever? Like, it, it's... And sorry, Donald Donald Trump won. The wall is the the wall is getting built. Sorry, yeah. right? It's it's and it's going to help. And it's it the the people are like it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop Matt, uh, illegal immigration. No, oh, yes, it will. Uh, no, but it's going to make one hell hell of a dent. Yeah, guaranteed. Right when you have a big freaking wall. Uh, getting in the way of you coming into this. Just saying. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, did you hear Donald Trump's like latest uh, thing with the, with the Mexican president? I think it was, he was like doing a 5% tariff until they like stopped this illegal immigration. Oh yes. That made me just, my heart was warming from that. I loved it. <laughs> Slapping that 5% tariff on until they finally do something about their illegal immigration. Like, see, I don't know why Mexico, like, allows this. Like, yeah. you know, it, it hurts them. Country, you know how big Mexico skin. is? You know how big Mexico <laughs> is? Have you ever seen, like, like has has any, has CNN or MSNBC, anybody, has, has any of these crazy people that watch these channels, have they ever seen a world map? Have they ever seen a world map in their lives? Maybe. Have you seen how Once big, Me have you seen how long Mexico is? Right? Have you said so? So when a caravan goes from wherever it is, like where 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 do those caravans start? South America. Right. So you're telling me that you're gonna let you're gonna let these big freaking caravans, more than one, more than one caravan, go all the way up your freaking country. That anybody who listens to this, if you. If you're having any reservations about the, the caravans, go see a world map. Look how long Mexico is. That's how far these caravans have been going up <laughs> to, to go. And they, they're going up through T and they found a way to get to Tijuana, right? Yeah, yeah. How like and the Mexican people in Tijuana were trying to stop them. Yeah. They're beating and it's, them up. It's it's like how do you not, as a government, how do you, as a government, let that happen? Go from point A all the way up to point B, up Tijuana, the whole country. You let them go up the whole country. That baffles me. I'm, I'm saying, I, that 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 five, that five percent terror. That is so warranted. Oh yeah. So oh, warranted. Yeah. Get that honestly. Like what they should do is like every time you try to go and send money to Mexico, like uh, to your relatives or something, they should go and put on like a ten percent tax on that. Oh, I agree. They just because that's that's how Mexico makes money. Because when people send money back to to Mexico, the Mexican government takes a little bit of that. That's where a significant portion of their money comes from. That's why they support one of the reasons why they support legal immigration. Because, you know, they don't have to go and provide the jobs or the infrastructure. They just reap the rewards. You know, they, they go and tax the incoming wealth. And that's, you know, that, that that's, shouldn't be the way that it, it works over here. They yeah, only, I agree. They, look, look, look let, let, let's be real, too. They only care about, they only care about the big cities, the big tourist traps. Mm -hmm. You're talking about, like, like, um, 
the revenue can, streams. Yeah, Cancun, Cabo, Puerto Vallarta, you, you're like even Mexico City and like, yeah, all these cities that are like that are cash cows, right? Cabo, right? We, my, my, my mom owns a timeshare in Cabo. So we go down there every couple of, uh, every year or two. And it's like their peer has like police forces and they like, and they, and they, uh, they parade all up and down the pier. They make sure that there's no funny business going on mm-hmm. over there. Why? Because they don't want to, they don't want to disrupt that cash cow mm-hmm. going on. Anywhere else in Mexico, there's like, uh-uh, whatever. You can pretty much do whatever you want at that juncture. No, but no, with, with when it comes to big freaking money, right? It's like, oh, we got we got to protect this cash cow with everything we have. It's like, eh, Tijuana, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. There we go. I'll get that back on there. Um, I was thinking of something. Why did I lose my point? I do that sometimes. Um, but yeah, I. Oh yeah, I remember what it was. Yeah, another thing also because Trump has been slapping tariffs on China and whatnot. Yeah, that's going to be the other interesting battle right there because China is trying to sit it out to election, right. you know, season when they hope Trump gets out of office and they hope that they can wait it out. But Trump has to has a really hard game with that because he has to do stuff that doesn't hurt his re-election opportunities. And China knows that. So they it's a really delicate balance. So Trump may just not do any deal and may just let China sort of crumble and then maybe come to the table. I don't know. It's a hard one to uh, dive into. But any other topic? What was that? Waiting. Oh. Sorry, what was that? Uh-uh. I was, I was going to say, if I was Trump, I'd just going to wait until, like, after the elections, then just go hard on them for the next four years. I think that's what he might do. Yeah, I, I would probably do the same thing. I would probably do the same thing. And yeah. Like, and the second he wins the election, boom. Mm-hmm. Boom. Done. Mega terrorists. Yeah. Well, I actually just, I didn't tell you guys, or I didn't, I didn't oh, Alex saw me doing this, but I just bought a whole bunch of Trump gear uh, on the Memorial Day sale to have a collection of uh, collectibles before they're gone. I got an original official Make America Great Again hat in red. I got the USA hat in red. I got some yard signs and buttons, so I'm going to have a big stash coming in soon. It should have already gotten here, but I they said it would take about three days, but I think it's gonna, it looks like it's going to take a bit longer, but can't wait till I get that. I, it was normally ninety nine dollars, so it was like hundred bucks of Trump gear, but I got a discount to seventy seven, but it was totally worth it. So I'm glad I have it. Uh, using that money I've been making for my job for it. <laughs> I gotta make some money to spend some money. Exactly, exactly. Just uh, bring that cap. Yeah, and I that that job that uh, I I confirmed it for next year too, so be making more monies. But um, any other little stories you guys want to talk about before we go to break? Any other little things that you thought of? Yeah, how, how's it being a student who has a job now? <laughs> well, not right now, but like had the job like when it was actually in session. How is it actually having the job? Working while being a student. How, how was that work-life balance? Oh, uh, it's 
it's definitely a busy week every week when I have my job because I have to work every Wednesday and recruit people for our club. And that's, that's a lot of work. And now I am the president of that club, Turning Point USA. And I, I've been playing some stuff over these past few weeks. I've been, I've thought some really cool ideas that we're going to try and do. I'm not going to give away any details yet, but I do have one speaker who is a very popular YouTuber with, I think, about a million subscribers who I texted him and he immediately replied and he's down for the event we're planning. So I can't wait. It's going to be fun, but we're going to see. I, I hope to get an extremely big name that we mentioned in this show. I'm not going to reveal who you yet because I want to make any promises and I want to leave you in suspense, but... You guys will see, and we'll talk about that on here when more details come up, but we're planning big two events. So if anybody's interested, you know where it's going to be happening. Um, here at Penn State, I've you know been really pushing for this, and we have to talk to speakers now, but it's a, it's a lot of work. I have to say running a club and doing all this sort of stuff, but my God, is it worth it? I, I love it. I really love it. It's so much fun. Because uh, I was actually talking to... Okay, I hate getting so personal, but... And if anybody does watch this knows I'm an ad major, but when I was talking to my girlfriend the other night, I kind of started to realize that advertising might just be a starting point for me. And some area in the political realm may be where I'll be in the future. I don't know where, how, and, you know, and, you know, maybe I'll be more prominent. Maybe I'll be more behind the scenes. I, I don't know. But I, I'm starting to think my future may be in politics, as scary as it sounds. Much of that ad major was useless. <laughs> it is not. You know, I was actually. I don't use it as a jump off point. You know, people use McDonald's as a jump off point. <laughs> yeah, into like Wendy's. But this. There is some people who made millions of dollars who start out at McDonald's. Oh, yeah, like two people. That's very rare. I was actually, when I was looking at Milo's telegram, he was uh, criticizing Nick Monroe's. Um, uh, advertising ideas for Telegram because he had some awful slogans. I thought they were awful too. And Milo knows how to advertise. He knows how it works. He literally said in one thing, he said uh, to this one ad that Nick Monroe made, it said, Telegram, if you want your tweets more direct into people's phones, no algorithms, no mess. And Milo said, this ad copy is garbage. That's all the text I read. That's what ad copy is. No clear call to action, which is what they teach us in advertising to have a call to action. No clear value proposition. It's another thing they teach us. And this is the one that always gets... Uh, he's an incorrect slash confusing use of algorithm. And then he said, and then you never subordinate your own product or brand to any to another. Why advertise a rival service with the word tweets? Trash. Start again, Nick. And that is something I've learned big time for advertising. Never advertise the other brand. Never, ever do that. That's just so dumb because you're advertising that the other brand. You're not advertising you. You're giving them attention. Uh, but I tell he gets it. And that's why I was like, oh, man. These advertising things I've learned have actually connected with something. And it's yeah. big in politics. It's all advertising. It it's marketing. It no, I think... My I job th here is marketing. Yeah. I, th I think I think that, like, like if you do decide to, like, I don't know, flip and go poli-sci or flip. something no, like no, that. No, 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 poli-sci. No, uh, I, I have a brain. I'm not going to switch just, to that I'm major. Say, I, look. Look, there's no point to go poli sci. If you want to get into politics, you don't have to be a poli sci major. Exactly. Most of them are lawyers. It's just, it, I would say it's probably the third most useless. <laughs> what, what are the two above it? Sociology uh, and <laughs> anything ending in studies. <laughs> Pretty much. Actually, actually, I got to give a couple of. Uh, I, I, it's not honorable like, mentions. I, honorable no, mentions. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> 
because anything in studies because that's like more than that's like more than one like major. medieval studies women's studies yeah we don't know anybody with those degrees by the way <laughs> Phil was just telling me that if Hunter uh, almost revealed his name, uh, don't want to say who he is yet. But if a particular YouTuber does come up here, Phil would come to the event. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so like, I gotta say, I gotta say, and I, I know this is like on air, butt kissing, but I'm telling you, like, oh no, I'm telling you, you like, like Sean, you've done a, you've done a fantastic job, like with, like. Do it, doing, doing what you've been doing. Like you've, you've, you've walked into the, you've walked into this thing saying you had plans and you were going to implement them and you did not, you did not disappoint. You didn't disappoint. I hope not you didn't like, no, but I mean, I mean, just the fact that you're, you're coming in, you're, you're coming in, you grew, you, uh, the second you took position, you grabbed the bat and you started swinging. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no rest. It's like, up. Oh, there's no celebration, stopping to celebrate, no stopping for nicotine, just go pick up the bat <laughs> and start smoke. swinging. No, yeah, no, no. It's, a, it's an expression. I know, I know, I'm kidding. Like, it's, uh, I mean, like, but I gotta say, that's tremendous job. Oh, tremendous you're too job. nice, thank you. Um, but we need, what this, that's exactly what we need. It's like, you know how, like this campus is just, it really is a, a um, it's it's almost a carbon copy imprint of what the media is like like just grossly liberal oh yeah grossly liberal and we're just trying to fight just to keep our heads above water you know and like well the way i look at why i just start as you say like come out swinging right away is that i i see a limited time frame here yeah i'm only going to be here one more year and I want to make every week count, every week have something cool and fun. So my idea for the presidency, I'd been thinking about a long time, like even when I was up and running for the um, position, I was thinking, all right, what I'm going to do over the summer is we're going to get speakers booked up because that's the best time to do it. You have a lot of time. You're not doing schoolwork. Well, I kind of am now. But you have a lot of time that you can start looking yeah. for speakers. You can book rooms, do all this stuff. You got to do it ahead of time because stuff books up. So you got to do it now. Secondly, you need a plan for the whole year. You can't be thinking about this stuff while you're on the move because when the school year hits, it gets busy and always 10 times busier than you yeah. think. So you got to plan it now so you can set things up and everybody can have fun. And you got to use everything to the max. So I'm looking at all kinds of stuff. If it's event stuff, if it's, you know, anything related to the, the meetings I want to re restructure and have more interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, I will even, we, we like, uh, my secretary and I went into the meeting room just actually a few weeks ago and we immediately thought some cool ideas we could do there just in making the loom room look better by putting some decorations up to make this thing look official, to put our banner up behind us right on top to show that we are turning point. This is a serious professional organization. Like, there's little things. I know it sounds minor. I know it sounds minor, but little things that will add up that we're looking at changing and improving. Then there's, of course, the big stuff that I can't go into right now, but just little things. We like, need content, though. Like, And you've worked yes, on that, too. I try. I just fix up the content. And the, but, the, but, like, the one thing, okay, so the one thing that I've, that I always loved about a turning point. Mm -hmm. The the main thing is like we 
what the, you welcome everybody. Absolutely. Welcome everybody. everybody, regardless of where you come from, regardless of what insane stuff you believe in. Uh, it's like it's it's like a we welcome everybody. But if we you disagree with us, oh, we're going to give it to you. Be prepared. Yeah. No, just be prepared. If you wanted to, if you disagree with us, fine. That's perfectly fine. Yes. Just be prepared to defend what you believe in. Mm -hmm. Just saying, just be prepared. And, that, and that's all anybody can really ask for. Look, look. And, and it's like, hey, and, and if you you disagree with us and at the end of the day, you still disagree with us. OK, but. Be prepared. Be prepared to do oh, it again. Prepared. You just like look because it's not going to stop. I mean, it's it's because we're we're trying to we're part of making a better society because we all come from different backgrounds, different different uh, ways of life. You we have to negotiate this thing because we have limited resources. Even even Amer even the United States of America has limited resources. Yes. Even we have. You know, we have time is a limited resource here. It's like you, we have to be able to get things done. We have to make the most of what we have, you know, and part of that is negotiating with many people that you may not agree with all the time. If you're trying to get to that end goal, let's get some stuff. Let's get stuff done. Let's get as much stuff done as we can. That's how I look that's, at this. That's how you got, you have to be able to talk to whoever you like and this is and this is what the left doesn't understand they're not negotiating with with these people with with people that they disagree with they're not they're they're shunning people out they're kicking people out they're silencing them they're trying to like you know and and that's not you're not going to get anything done because at the at best half of the you need more than half the people to get anything done and half of the people disagree with you at least so you need to like you need to start making some freaking compromises and that's the one thing i freaking love about turning point i absolutely love we we don't not only do we not shy away well, like we welcome it we 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 bring it head on like look you come up come on come on board let's do this let's talk let's negotiate let's you know uh to, to anything we do because we're, we're human we're human. We we not maybe maybe our stances aren't the greatest. Uh, who knows? I like to think we are, but may, <laughs> maybe maybe hey, maybe different things. Maybe we're not seeing things through. You know, uh, uh, maybe we're looking at things through a myopic lens. I don't know, but but I like to think that I put a lot of hard work into my opinions, a lot of research, a lot of time. You know, I like to I like to think that. And I like I I know Sean puts a lot of time into you know, in, into what what you know our opinions and our research and you know and I, I welcome I welcome a challenge. Turning point welcomes a challenge, yeah, and that's the always. one thing I love about it. It's not it's not like any of these other political organizations. It's like you welcome you we welcome that. You want you want you're you're a socialist? Great, come on, come on, come to these meetings. I like like be prepared to you know defend defend your crazy ideas. But it's not like we're it's not like I'm gonna you know it's not like you're gonna turn people away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was there something you were gonna say, Alex? I heard you speaking earlier. 
Yeah, I was gonna say one thing you should consider doing is like wearing a business suit. <laughs> um, don't wear no, um, no like Salvation Army. Hey, yeah, yeah, hey. Yeah. she was ripping me earlier about this when I was mentioning yeah, my fashion. Yeah, you be you know, wearing hey. business. It's a big boy now. <laughs> big boy now. Hey, you're, hey, I, I, I oppose that. I think your fashion is great for an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic <laughs> fashion. Look, I'm, no, TP I'll, presents getting ripped right now. Yeah, you know, for his fashion choices. I guess I'll take that criticism over any other criticism. Here's my kind of thoughts on that. You know, you're going off to, you know, you want to make yourself look important. You know, look at Sargon. He got a business suit. <laughs> he like that. Eat your little Joseph Warehouse or whatever. Joseph suit. Warehouse? Just, <laughs> it's Joseph A. That's $300 you'll ever spend. I'm going life. to get a suit over the summer. Don't worry. <laughs> learn I, how to tie the tie. You know, or at least learn how to use that app I showed you. It works. <laughs> Yeah, that was a challenge for Campus Clash. The biggest challenge of that day was tying a tie. Not handling the event, not coordinating the security, not, you know, making sure Don Jr. would be there on time, not making sure the banner would be up on time. No, it was tying that tie. No, seriously, though, like, you know, if you use you us an opportunity because you start tying a tie like every Wednesday, you'll learn how to tie a tie for the business world by the time you're done this. You know, no matter where you're at with your major, you're going to need to wear a tie. That's true. Well, I here I'm not going to be wearing, and I don't know if this is what you're implying, but I'm not going to be wearing suits at the Turning Point meetings. At least wear a nice button-up shirt and a tie. I'm going to wear some nice clothes, like, but I want to dress relatably. I want to be authentic. I, that's the problem with dressing up is sometimes it's inauthentic and can look a little too like preppy to people. So you I want to. You have to have some sort like that. That'll help. Like at least for your first meeting, I'd wear. I think maybe the first meeting I might. What were, what were you saying? You should be wearing a tie, like at least a shirt and a tie. You know, say that. Hey, this means something to me because, like, listen, you're in, you're in college right now. College is is nice, but in the real world, you're not be able to wear like a t-shirt and. Yeah. Let's give us fun. Let's give us like seven, like five, four, three, two, one, go. There was a slight miscalculation on my parts, but uh, no, just Bad make sure you wear something nice. So you can't wear a bit like a t-shirt and a pair of jeans to work every day. Like at least not for your major, I don't think. So, you know, yeah. advertising's big business, and you don't big. have to go and wear a business suit, but at least wear like a nice polo shirt and like some slacks, or like wear something with a tie, preferably because you. You need to be able to like learn how to do that. And no, I know how God, to I do really, it. I know how to do I, it. I know, but like you need to be able to know how to do it off the top of your head. That's true, but I'll, I'll well, I'm gonna work on that. But I think for the first meeting, I should wear a polo and jeans because that's casual. No, not, no, no, you need to wear a business suit for the first. <laughs> what? This isn't huh. like, this is a very, this is, no, I, I see, I don't want the organization to look like a business. I want it to look like a fun college, um, you know, uh, club. You're not a fun college club. That's what the college Republicans are. Yeah, but they wore, they wore suits and crap for their first I meeting. I know. They, they show it, but they don't actually do it. Like, that's the one thing that I agree with them on. You know, you should wear a suit. 
Unless this is coming from somebody who only wore a shoot, suit like maybe a handful of times <laughs> before I graduated college. You know, like you want to get used to that and to show off that professionalism. I want to be yeah. professional, you, you but fun. Cause like, I, I want, like when you see people in suits, you're not very approachable. You're very like businessy. And I, I wear uh, a suit and a t-shirt, like a certain someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Charlie, you know what you should wear? You should wear that, that, that tux t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm there you go. You, nail it. There you nail go. It. Perfect compromise. And, and some like slacks. I might do that. I I want to look casual. As business casual. Yes, yes. There we go. Uh, what were you saying? And a real, a real polo, and a real decent looking polo, not the Salvation Army surplus. <laughs> well, actually, I, I I will say this because this isn't too personal, but um, since I gave my girlfriend some Easter gifts and uh. Let's just say she didn't really know that Easter was to, to be celebrated. <laughs> I'm not ripping on her or anything, so it's fine. But um, I understood why she was that way. But she got me a gift when I came to the summer session. <laughs> One of the, when I wrote, was reading the card, she said, and here's a shirt that's better than that Salvation Army one you had. <laughs> and she gave me a shirt she got at H&M that was a button-up shirt that uh, was a simple black one that looked pretty nice. So maybe I'll wear that. Maybe. Wear wear button up shirt, some slacks, and some dress pants, like dress shoes. Uh, I I do my comfy dress shoes. I might I'll probably wear those. You wear those, like you know, you can find dress shoes that don't feel bad. Like I have some dress shoes that are probably the nicest pair of shoes that I had, but I mean, mm. I spent two hundred dollars on them. No. That's because I got like, you know, uh, feet that are like, uh, you know, the animal, the duck. I just want to make <laughs> sure I preface that so that we don't have any sort of. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, I I was thinking though also for the first meeting. Here's an idea. I'm gonna A/B test this here. You know how every um, club meeting they always have free pizza, right? You know that's kind of the typical thing. What if to separate ourselves on a hot summer day we have free ice cream? What are your thoughts on that? That would be cool. How the heck are you gonna pay nice for that? Nice pun. What? How the heck are you gonna pay for that? <laughs> We're not that poor. Um, no, you can go to Walmart and you can buy those giant tubs for like yeah. A couple well, that's what I was thinking. The- well, you can work out a like. Let's see, you see if you can work out a deal with uh, the creamery. Yeah. Oh, they're or they're they're actually no. I might know something you can. Talk no, yeah, about. you could. Yeah, you could. Well, like, that's why I was thinking, yeah. like, we could get, like, a tub, like, a creamy, put it, you know, in one of those yeah. dry ice things to make sure right. it's cold, and we could serve people ice cream. It's, a, it's different, and it's a hot summer sunny day. It's a perfect right. thing to have, because every, every club does free pizza, so that's kind of, I mean, it's a good incentive, don't get me wrong, but it gets lost in your mind, because every club's offering free pizza, but the club that offers you free ice cream, you're going to remember them, because you don't hear that often, and it gives you incentive to go, because everybody loves ice cream. One question though is like, what sort of budget are you looking at? Ooh, I don't know yet. Maybe I I would be willing to put up twenty, and I think the whole board could each put up twenty. So you'd have two, four, six, eight. You'd have twelve eighty dollars at least for the first meeting around. I go to buy a three gallon one. I, I talked to them. I think they sell that. I think they're like thirty bucks or something for a three gallon. Okay, well we would probably get a little less next. That's a lot. Well, if three. Well, I mean, you pay less than that. You pay more for less. Like that's you get, true. You get like that, yeah. That's probably. I can see what I can do. So I used to work there. Oh, thank you. Well, we, we but, could also get some for. We could keep bringing for future meetings. 
You know, because the pizza's gone. The ice cream you can put in the fridge and then use it again the next meeting. Well, you got to be careful because you don't want to get to, like, freezer burn. Maybe get all freezer burn? Oh, no. No the, pro no, the problem with that would be trying to actually fit it inside your freezer. You're going to need to get a... I guess you could move it to a smaller container. Uh, I have people... I can move it to a small container, and I think there's people that have bigger freezers that I know that live off campus. I could do it. Possibly. That's, that's the way to do it. We'll, we'll, we'll think about it. But I, I wanted to A-B test that idea because I, I thought about a lot. Like, literally two nights ago, I was just laying there and thinking about it, and that came to me. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, fun, fun. Is there anything else happening in you guys' lives that's fun that you want to talk about that's cool, interesting, cool stories? Anything? Nothing. Anything off the top of my head? Oh, I have a fun story, but I can't say it on air. Well, some... why would you do that? Why would you say, <laughs> "Oh, I got a fun story," but I'm not gonna say it on air? No, because I want to tell you guys. Because but, uh... but, but you're saying it on air. Like, I'm not saying. saying. Yeah, no, but I'm saying you're saying I have a cool story. I know on but... air. But you're saying, oh, but I can't say it on air. Well, like, you'll understand after I say it. It's got yeah, some details. But, 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 but everybody else I know, they're understand. getting teased. Okay, if you want to hear the story, you will have to find me in person on campus to hear it. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be difficult, but look for the curly-haired um, guy running around. But I, And the Salvation Army shirt. <laughs> hey, now. Not all of them are Salvation Army. This one was from um, uh, Cape um, it's the, Hatteras from North Carolina. The finest t-shirt. <laughs> In Old Navy. <laughs> but, no, I do have a fun story I want to tell you two afterwards. Right. It's going to give you a big laugh. But um, anything, because we have a few minutes left, I was trying to think of anything that you guys want to talk about. I've been talking about me, 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 and all my little club stuff. But um, we'll talk about that some more, though. Do you guys have any, have any ideas for Turning Point? Any, like, concerns you've had, it, problems, things that you've seen that need to be fixed? Like, some constructive criticism here. I think everybody would be interested in this, hopefully. I think that most of the old problems would, you know, you, you you got blank slate. I don't think, I mean, I was never really major part of that. Mm. So when I was here, there was only like a handful of people and there was, you know, it was like in its infancy. But from what I saw during your meeting, like your uh, Trump event, I, I thought that was very good. I definitely, you know, keep reaching out to the uh, administration within that organization because I'm sure they have a lot of, you know, maybe, maybe they could help you out with that ice cream stuff mm, we might be able to pay for it pockets maybe they're gonna assist with that at least yeah maybe. yeah well, the tricky thing that's gonna be with speakers is the university can only fund one event per academic year and there's a really big speaker we want with a lot of money involved and we can make it happen we could have two speaker events one of spring one in the fall if we get particular help from another right-wing organization, if we do, they can help cover that one. We can cover the first one. We can both be partners on and have a good time, but that's to be determined. Mm. Yeah. But hopefully there's less drama this year because we had a lot of drama last year with some certain people and some certain organizations. So... You know, I, I, that's the other thing. I want to cut out the drama on Turning Point. Just none of that. Sarah <laughs> wants to cut out the drama, but it never happens. Yeah, I know. They say they do. Like, that's with any organization with a lot of people, though. You're going to have drama. You, you are. Interests who want to go and gain power. Yeah. Or other, you know, 
tangential things that are based off of power. Yeah. But yeah. I love, yeah, how's the love... summer semester going, by the way? How have you been enjoying that? It's been busy. It's keeping me busy. I have to say I had an interesting class taking health and uh, sexuality. There you go. Do you want to talk any, anything about that particular uh, professor? <laughs> uh, I guess we could dive. We could dive into it. I'm not afraid. So this class, we'll talk about quickly before we have to go. And let's see, five. About four, okay, we have about three minutes left. Okay, this class, it's about sex. Just going to get out the door. It's about sex. And okay. our professor is obviously left wing. He loves the Clintons. He's pro-choice. And he is, um, uh, you know, he's obviously a left-wing guy. But I thought, okay, let's separate that from the curriculum here. But in the curriculum, we were basically taught sociology for the first two weeks. Third week, we finally get into some biology. But he has preached the gender gap myth. He has said that um, gender is a social construct. And that's only the start of what I can think of. There's been some other stuff that's, you know, like one of the things he was talking about is why do men not live as long, long as women. And he was contributing that. He was, the reasons he was giving for that were totally ridiculous. He said, well, men do risky things. And that's, that's not the only reason. That's a silly, like, one-dimensional view of it. Men uh, have – like, women, for example, have kids. Women are – inherently, they have different bodies. Women might be getting better health care. Women might not have – you know, women are in different jobs than men. There's so many other factors that he never considered. And when I point some stuff out, he's always said I'm wrong on stuff except and, a few things. And men are men are more protective too. Like they're, they're, they're more protective like of, of – women too like mm -hmm. there is there there still is that that old school like you know women and children are the first ones on the boat when the main one's going down like it's there's there's a lot of that like and and it's like you know that look at the military like a lot of the combat you know positions are held by men right mm. you know it's 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 just how it is. Well, it's and the thing is. is, is like this professor will cite studies and statistics. Well, I know he says them, but he doesn't cite them. He won't give the source, yeah. only on a few of them. So I don't know what to believe. And this whole gender, he kept contradicting gender as a social construct thing because he would say, well, there's many ways you could, you know, stand on gender. But then he would say, but it's biologically based. And he would say, like, you know, men have uh, a gentleman's sausage and women have the a meow meow part you know he would say that these are biological components but then he would still say it's socially constructed and i flat out asked him i said i said can i i me sean right here identifies a woman as you can tell i am a man i have manly parts on me but guess what he said yes you can identify as a woman and we had to watch a uh, transgender documentary yesterday which was very <laughs> interesting it was called i am jazz of, of course, it's that one. <laughs> oh, oh dude, that one was fun. I'm telling you, I was ripping that one left and right because the parents were... Uh, you know how this person thought they were transgender? Because they had a dream by some with some fairy that told this boy that she... that uh, I'm getting confused. That he was a woman. And ever since then... The, this this young child was convinced that they were a woman because of a dream. A dream. No, it's, you know this is why I generally don't agree with having kids no. chop off their doodads no. and bits. And yeah, I agree. Of, you know, Be eighteen. 
one. Be 18, then go figure it out. You want to, you want to, you want to identify as whatever you want to be once you turn 18. Or yeah. Once you become your own individual, hey, go for it. Go out there and be somebody. Don't, don't freaking, uh, like, like if you're below the age of 18, no, you should not have a say in, uh, well, and that's what this documentary was talking about was when she reached the age of 11. She, well, actually, she hadn't even reached 11 yet. And they were talking about doing hormone replacement, you know, surgery because she was hitting puberty or he or dictator Phil would have those parents thrown in prison. <laughs> oh, these parents were annoying me. The dad was being a total wimp, a total wimp. I was that's so I triggered. Well, I, honestly, I don't know how much is the parents fault as much as the media who tells the parents, hey, you know, if you're not agreeing with this, you're like a, a bigger sexist or you're anti-trans or whatever. Like there, I saw a thread on 4chan the other day. There was some like dad in the, it was in California and his son drew a picture of someone with a football jersey and they thought it was a dress. So they made the kid go to these like transgender classes oh. to bring up to the parents. And I know it's 4chan, but it's California too. It's like, I could see this happening. Me too. And you know, the, 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 you know, school wanted to go and take away, like they wanted to go and force the kid to start transitioning basically. And the parents had to go and take him out of school. Jeez. Well, one of the things in this that uh, got me was that, uh, oh God, I'm losing my thought again. What was I going to say? More coffee fee. <laughs> I already drank all my coffee fee. Uh, it was something in this document. It's, it's Israel coffee, kind of. It's Duncan now. Not an advertisement. Don't endorse it, but it is Duncan. Um, I forget. Maybe I'll meant to remember it later. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more real news.